Hey, welcome. Just a quick warning. If you are listening to today's episode around some kids, you might want to leave this one for later just because there's some foul language and some sensitive topics in there. Or, or, or send your kids to do something. Put your, he- <laughs> put your headphones on. And yeah, put your headphones on. Listen to me right, to it right now. <laughs> just make sure it is just you. you. It is extremely valuable and it was impressive though. It was so good. It, it was a topic that we haven't really talked much about, but it also relates to business and content and how you yeah. can actually create that momentum. Somewhat of a taboo topic in, in today's society. Yeah. What are some of the things that, that you like, Fonzie? I mean, I love the whole conversation around emotions and how to deal with them and how community plays a key role while dealing with these things so you can, you know, move forward and see the improvement, and maybe even share your message with the world. We also find out why Fonzie's having a life crisis at 28. <laughs> There's actually a real reason. I know, that was pretty That was pretty <laughs> interesting. Um, I love the fact that he published a live that was pretty controversial and kind of launched everything. And he actually, it took him two years to publish that live video and it changed everything. Yeah, and we actually go on what he did in those two years and what he learned through those two years to get to that point, to be able to share that as openly as he did. Yeah. And then what was the benefit and what, how is his business looking nowadays? We also talked about his dad blocking him from social media, uh, <laughs> which is kind of a crazy story too. And then why millionaires don't want group programs. I thought that was pretty awesome. That was really good. How, what, big time. Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, that was mind blowing. So guys, there's so much, there's so much gold. Yeah. Lots of gold. Wear your helmets. Golden boulders <laughs> coming your way. That's right. With that being said, enjoy. Bye. All right, here we go. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit Podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we're here to have a good time with you. So go to contentsprofit.com and join the community. Oh yeah. You know what I just realized? What's up? We actually did the old intro. No, this is perfect, Fonzie. I know, it's perfect. It's, it's, the time is perfect. But I'm just saying, we forgot to update it from the no, we previous did, episode. No. Uh, we did not forget. You forgot. This I is forgot. your responsibility. But we're a team. No, no, but this is your responsibility. <laughs> there is no I in team. Have you heard that? Take ownership. <laughs> hey, by the way, you know, side note, I'm listening to our producer's feedback. He wants us to fight more. We'll fight more. Just saying. It's still salty. <laughs> You're still salty from that. We're going to... We, we, I just reached out again today. I was like, hey, we need to can we in. have that producer yeah. that gave us the feedback <laughs> and have him on the podcast? It's going to be epic. He's but you know what's going to be epic as well? That you're going to take responsibility for not changing the intro? No. <laughs> today's episode with today's That's guest. Right. It is going to be absolutely amazing. And we're going to be talking all about sharing taboo topics without any fear. Ooh, and I think there's a little bit more to that. Yeah. Like emotions. Emotions in business. Men emotion in business. I know. Fancy. <laughs> I know. You look at me like I'm crazy. You're, you're like you're sharing the keywords. <laughs> I know. SEL. Pick it up. <laughs> I love SEO. it. I'm, I'm actually very excited for today's conversation. And I feel like I'm at a spot in my life where I need, I I might need to this conversation. I know, well, guys, let's see where it goes. Guys, strap in because this is going to be a whole conversation with Fonzie and our guest. And that's it. I'm just going to listen. <laughs> I'm just going to listen. Anyways, I think I'm ready. <laughs> so we are back with another epic guest. You know, he was introduced to us by a good friend of Continence Profit. Whoa, well, hold on. He was introduced to us by a good friend from the Continence Profit Hall of Fame, George Bryant. That's right. While I read the next paragraph, mm-hmm. make sure you take a... a, a <laughs> 
a few quick breaths, you know? Yeah, took my Red yeah, Bull. Get, We're get, good to go. Get Thank in the zone, guys. <laughs> Let me tell you, today's guest is one that knows how to fight his inner demons and defeat shame and fear when it comes to sharing a powerful yet personal message. Look, you might think today's guest mm. looked just like Thor, but he ain't the god of thunder. He's actually known as a shameless sex god, and he's on a mission to empower men with their masculinity, relationships, and sexuality. Old kind of taboo topics in today's society. Please welcome mm. the one and only Tyron Mowbray! <laughs> What is up? <laughs> How are you doing, Tyrone? I've been on a few podcasts, guys, and that has to be one of the most uh, colorful introductions <laughs> I've ever received. So thank you so much. That's yeah, so appreciate you, my man. Let's Dude, go. You might not be Thor, but bro, your voice is just like Thor. <laughs> yeah, you speak just like the, the God of Thunder, man. The God of Thunder. Mm, yes, yes. And if I let the hair down, it kind of looks the same as well. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was going off of the videos and pictures I saw of you when I wrote that. I was like... He definitely looks like Thor. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tara, yeah, I, I, uh, I remember when George introduced us and we, we jumped on like a, a quick call just to like meet each other, see if like this was going to be a good fit for the show. And I think you have been yeah. probably the most like um, diverse or topic, like outlier topic initially, like of, on the surface that we considered mm. to talk about this on the show. But just before we jumped on, we were talking about like, hey, how can all of this actually affect man in business right and 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 i'm super interested right like on on how to do this but um how like you've you've turned this topic that can be like very taboo and very intimidating for a lot of people into an asset and you've been able to help so many do you want to describe to us a little bit on like how you got there sure before that, there was one thing that came up. Fonzie, there may be no I in team, but there are five I's in individual brilliance. So Ooh. take note of that. I love <laughs> it. Let's go. Which, by there the way, which go. he lacked today because he did not he did not update the intro time. Come on. Hey, Come all, on. All I'm there saying is when you point one finger to somebody, you're pointing the rest of the fingers back at you. Let's go. That's Tyron, true. you got Very this, my true. friend. <laughs> Hashtag pick a bro, so, guys. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm 35, I'm from Australia, I'm a men's uh, health and sexuality coach. Um, and I, um, I had a breakdown at 27, ultimately, you know, I had a girlfriend that, that left me um, at 26. I didn't take responsibility for the reasons for that. Um, and I kind of ran away and then I got heavy into the gym and heavy into working in the mines and drinking and partying and trying to suppress all of this shame, guilt and fear that had come up for me around um, why she'd left the relationship. And ultimately I was in Thailand and I ended up having this massive breakdown. I, I went there for a four week holiday um, to get away from life and you know, go do Muay Thai and train and scuba dive and do all these things that would nourish me. Um, and some friends were getting married and I went there and I ended up getting fucked up for three weeks. I jumped off a speedboat at 80 Ks an hour driving in between islands. I didn't, didn't hire a hotel room for two and a half weeks. I just slept wherever I felt, um, went to the full moon party nearly got locked up in a Thai prison, just went all out. And mm. um, on my last day I cracked and I was like, just, I just realized I hated the man that was showing up. Um, and then that sent me on a bit of a whirlwind adventure across the world, walking across countries, living in Iceland in the middle of winter, Buddhist monasteries, yoga teacher trainings, like the mystery schools, Tantra, the whole thing. And, um, you know, the, some of the biggest issues that I faced as a man in that journey was like trying to figure out who I am authentically um, and how do I want to express myself? And a large portion of that was 
um, things that I've, I was told as a young man growing up that I'm not allowed to do or be. And that was, um, to be hypersexual and to be, or like to be sexual, ex sexually expressive, because as a man, it's dangerous and it's predatory and it's blah, 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 and it's whatever. And also to be emotional, you know, to, to be soft, to be sensitive, to be scared, to be insecure, to be all these types of things. And so, um, you know, I internalized that for a long time. And even on my journey of, of, of discovery, I still internalized, like I wouldn't talk to anyone about it. I was just processing with this stuff, reading books, having experiences. Um, and then I, you know, eventually started to get stronger in that area. And then the moment I started talking about it on social media, it just went bonkers. Like my first Facebook live I ever did had three and a half thousand views, which was me talking about porn addiction and how that's linked to erectile dysfunction. Mm. And, um, and it just, it just, you know, it just blew up. And um, then the more I talked about it, the more men reached out, the more men that reached out, the more I realized that this was not just an individual problem. This is like a systemic problem. And, um, and it just kind of grew from there, you know, and I kept that just gave me more motivation to keep exploring those realms and then try it. And then from my exploration and from my yeah. learnings, create systems and, and maps and models that helps men specifically, um, deal with all the shit that goes on in, inside that they never actually fucking let out. Um, and then ultimately that led to like, okay, I've worked with a couple of thousand men now who are the men that have gained the most, make the biggest impact after working with me and um, have the least amount of resistance mm. to one paying because, you know, money is a thing for all people. Mm. Um, but two, like actually doing the work, you know, mm. and I think they're linked, you know, people that tend to pay tend to do the work as well because, they are aware that they need to take action in their lives. Um, and it came back to business owners and entrepreneurs. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, that's the, that's the, the, that's the very condensed version of the, no, I I mean, it. I love uh, it. We need to, we need to get a movie deal for, <laughs> for your movie. <laughs> and, uh, I can only imagine like how, how, like how that was there. There's a, there's a trend, right. That has been showing in the show, um, or has, mm. you know, we've been able to spot, and with successful people or people that are like in this transition moment or they build something, there's there's a moment in their life that it's like the the oh shit moment. Like everything goes mm. south, uh, you know, it, it shows in very different ways. You know, we've yeah. had it. I don't think we've had it as intense as you did. <laughs> uh, but like, do you think like every entrepreneur or every <laughs> business owner or something in this journey, they do they have to go through something like that? Like, Yours was pretty intense. Like it, on the scale mm. from like one to a hundred, yours is like two hundred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on a one to a hundred was Project X. Yeah, Project X version, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and and I think like yeah. mo most people won't get to that point, right? Like that was pretty unique experience that that you lived. But um, do everybody have to go through something like that to like wake up and be like, hey, do I ne I need to take action into changing? I I think um, the people that go to that depth you know like the people that go to that that lot that that lower place yeah. um they tend to be um the ones that how do i word this they're the ones that have to do they're the ones that have to climb the mountain and the thing is if they climb the mountain from the very bottom they find out and and they're going to fail many times and, and take the wrong path they're going to know the easiest path up the mountain by the time they get there and so, you know, I don't think everyone has to hit rock bottom if they can listen to the people that have been to rock bottom. And that's, that's the difference. And that's what I try to do with my work. It's like, I try to help men before they get to the place that I got to, 
before they become drug addicts or alcoholics or they lose their partnerships or porn uh, addicts or they can't get erections or um you know um they, they sleep with their secretary and blow up their business and you know like i try to get in there um and help these men before they realize that they're on a downward trajectory um and it's really hard because how do you tell someone that they need something before they're even aware that they need it and that that's probably the hardest part of personal development in for business owners and entrepreneurs because they get so focused on mission and success as a monetary thing or as a as a number thing you know like once the business does this then we've succeeded but actually if they're not processing emotions or bringing emotions into business like because guess what happiness is an emotion so if you're suppressing all the negative emotions in your business you're also suppressing all the positive ones like you're not being able to feel the full depth of them so mm. if you're suppressing mm. um or ignoring emotions you're never going to feel be, feel fulfilled in your achievements because you're attached to the goal rather than the process. Um, so no, I don't think everyone has to hit rock bottom. Everyone has to go through an experience that makes them trigger awareness. Mm. But that experience could be uh, a multitude of different things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I'm going to take this into content a little bit. I think that's a big power of content, right? Like how many times have you maybe just picked up a book that looks kind of interesting and then once you start reading it it brings so much awareness to a topic that maybe mm. you didn't realize you had an issue with or a challenge and then you start mm. diving deeper into that and uh i don't remember who was the one that said it but pretty much awareness is just the beginning of the journey right like now you need to make the choices the conscious choices to like move on um mm. i have a, a few questions from previously in your story i'm just so curious you said you you went to like a buddha monastery and like all these places i'm honestly very curious since learning some of the lessons that you took from there right like what did you learn from that time in your life that helped you make that first live you know because i can't even imagine how scary that was to press live and start talking about you know porn addiction like all these things like that must have been honestly mind-blowing so what are some of these lessons that you learned in this journey through, you know, these spiritual masters, right? Yeah, cool. Thank Great question. So, I mean, the Buddhist monastery for me at, at was at a pre pretty pivotal, pivotal time. I, um, you know, I used to have drink a lot and take a lot of drugs and party and really hard. And um, I was traveling Ireland and Scotland and um, there's a lot of alcohol in Ireland and Scotland and they don't, they don't mind a drink either, you know, and Australians are renowned for drinking. So everywhere I went, they're like, Oh, an Aussie, here you go. You know? And so like, it was, it's really hard to yeah. break that culture. And I'm trying to stop that, but my environment is continuously supporting that process, you know? So it was really hard. Um, so I, I did Ireland and Scotland and then came and stayed in this Buddhist monastery and I just spent, you know, six weeks drinking scotch whiskey and, and, um, cider. Yeah. And, um, so I went to this place and I'd already made the intention to stop drinking and stop partying and not live that life. So I was there for two weeks and then you're only supposed to stay for two, but the, um, I can't remember the name of the head monk. Um, but, uh, he invited me to stay for another two. He's like, I think you should stay for another two weeks, you know? Um, so I stayed there for four and I remember sitting there and being like, I want kids, you know, like I'm 35 now I'm, I'm everything in my life is moving towards how do I want to, I want the partner. I want the kids. I want the marriage. I want the everything. Um, but I remember sitting there going, how do you raise children not to be as fucked up as me? Like, how do you, you know, and not that I was like necessarily fucked up. I was just really insecure and doubtful mm -hmm. of myself. And so I was like, how do you raise children to chase their dreams? 
to follow the rules, but not to follow the rules so much that they can't follow their dreams, you know, like, cause like sometimes you, know, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. So it's like, how do you get them to, to have that, you know, well, that's a rule, but at the same time, I don't necessarily agree with it. So how do I, you know, follow my own intuition and how do you raise kids to be passionate, excited about life, but also punish them when they do something wrong? How do you, and, and not let that punishment then stop them from then chasing the things that they mm. want, you know, like how, how do you do all this? And I must've meditated on this for like three days. Um, and then the penny dropped and it was just like, how, when I look at my parents and where I think they failed and I, I don't believe in failure anymore. I believe everything is a lesson, but at that time I was like, you know, they failed in certain areas. Um, how, how would I do it differently? And I realized you just, you, if you want your kids to chase their dreams, you got to chase your dreams. Mm. If you want your kids to acknowledge when they, when they make mistakes and whatever, you have to acknowledge when you make mistakes, stop like the whole do as I say, not as I do, or, you know, the whole being a parent and mm -hmm. constantly telling like being power over your children rather than power with. Yeah. So more of and the then, monkey so that, see that, monkey do type of, type of stuff. Exactly. And that just, that drove everything else in my life from then on out. Like that, that one realization just drove the fact of like, you're, you're afraid of this. Okay, cool. You're afraid of this. How would you want, well, how would you want your children? How would you want uh, like other men that you're inspiring? How would you want other people to approach this? Like, how would you coach someone else through this and then coach myself through that process? So that was probably the number one, you know, like lead by example, do everything yeah. that you tell other people or expect other people to do. The second one was at a mystery school. And that was when I actually probably moved through the resistance of, um, the concept of what I want and the embodiment of what I want, you know, and I think that's a big difference because we can think a lot, we can conceptualize, but to live and vibrate and embody and take action, there can be a big disconnection between those two. Like mm. we can know the right thing to do, but to do the right thing is a different story. Oh yeah. And um, that's massive. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was in this mystery school for a six week live in training and um, you know, we did it on so many <laughs> alternative weird out there rituals and practices um and um it just it's got got to a point of like not what are you prepared to die for i don't like that belief anymore for me that's really old school like what would you sacrifice your life for for me it was this realization of like what would you fight to stay alive for mm. like what would you be willing to fight the absolute, like the worst odds, the craziest odds to stay alive in order to achieve in your life. And I found that as a really beautiful reframe. Instead of like this masculine self-sacrifice, actually I want to fight, fight to stay alive because I know that my life has a meaning. And, and that just that little, that little pivot, that little switch changed the way that I, um, that's where I find my motivation to keep going when things get hard. What am I fighting to stay alive for? Mm. That, that's mm. awesome. What? Yeah. So we've heard in the past, right? Like you have to maybe link experiences to, to the lessons, right? Like you, and you clearly have, mm -hmm. and, and that's how they kind of stay. Right. And, um, what are some of those like activities that you did? I'm very curious, right? Like, because like, uh, you mentioned earlier, like people listen to the people that have gone through this. I'm sure like a lot of people that might be listening to the show right now, or even us, I don't think we've probably experienced something like that. You, you, we were in Montana mm -hmm. with George, uh, last year. And mm. they were talking about ayahuasca, right? And I was like, okay, well, that sounds mm. super awesome. And maybe that's becoming a little bit more mainstream experience, but I still don't think that I'll probably go through it. We've gone through mm. 
pretty different experiences too. I mean, we, we've dropped some names like Ramta, for example, or like these things, that, but they're not at, as extreme. They're just like more mental, like challenging different beliefs, mm -hmm. right? And I, the, I would love to eventually do ayahuasca. I know you I do. Like I, I think you will do all the all, everything that Taryn is saying right now. I think like you'll do <laughs> <Yeah>. all that. <laughs> but uh, I personally don't see myself like maybe going there. And uh, massive respect to you that you can. Mm -hmm. But like for example, I you. you know, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe in a in, in a different point in my life, who knows? But I'm very mm -hmm. curious. Like, what are some of those activities, right? Because maybe like me, there's some listeners that are like, okay, well that would be cool to listen. And what, what what's the lesson there? I think like yeah. I want to really highlight that of the if you want your kids to chase the dreams. You have to go get yours, and this resonated mm -hmm. so much because I have a clear, I have Luca, he's three, and then Matteo was just born, he's five weeks old, right? And mm. this is a question that comes to my head often, and I'm like, mm. we grew mm. up in a very different culture, right? We're Venezuelans, mm. we're here in the United States, mm -hmm. culture mm -hmm. is very different. Uh, we were mm -hmm. raised Catholic, then halfway through, mm -hmm. it kind of shifted, and the beliefs yeah. sh uh, change a little bit. Not so much of an entrepreneurial household. Not so much of an entrepreneurial mm. household. I think we're the first entrepreneurs in that sense, like uh, in, in our own immediate yep. family. So a lot has evolved. And same thing, I mean, don't get me talking about the education system, but like it, it concerns me <laughs> so much, right? And I'm like, how do I, how do I navigate this? It's very scary. Uh, so that resonates a lot. And, you know, you had to go through that experience to, to, mm. to be able to do that. So I personally. Like, so what dream are you going to go chase, huh? Oh, bro, we are, <laughs> but, but it, we're, I mean, this is, this is part of our dream, right? Like yeah. we used, to, we, mm. we chased the soccer one, right? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's some more that we need to change, but I very, uh, ch yeah. uh, chase, but I'm very curious. Like what are those, some of, some of those experiences that you lived that you said, like, these were so weird, right? Maybe most people mm. are not going to experience this. What are those? Like yeah. what, what happened? Right. Be before you answer that question real quick, sorry. You said at that time, at that moment in time, you were 35. H how old are you right now? I'm 35 now. Oh, you're at 35 now. I was, I was about 30. I left I left for my 13 months overseas at 28. Okay. Came back from that, lived in Australia for a little while, then went to India for five months, became a yoga teacher, came back for a year, sold my house. Then I did all the shamanic, sexual, spiritual, mystery school training. Got it. So I was about 30. Okay, got it, that. got it. Cool. I just wanted to have that yeah. timeline in my mind. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, astrologically, 28 is when your Saturn returns. So that's when Saturn goes back to the sky, the same place um, when you were born, which ultimately means that's when you're here to start living your soul's purpose. This is training from the from the mystery school. So this is some of the stuff we learned. And so a lot of people do have little breakdowns at 28, you know, like they've been in their job seven years, they've left school, they're whatever. And, I'm 29. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, wait, yeah. You just solved the entire like question that we had over the last year. You just solved it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, 28 to 30, a lot of people have this like identity crisis. Like, fuck, what am I doing? Like, I don't enjoy my job. I don't, blah, 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 whatever. Uh... So astrologically on a, on a, on a soul development level, 28 when the soul lands and goes, cool, we're, we're here to fucking work. What are mm. we doing? And that's when people kind of freak out. And if people don't deal with that, then 56 is the next time Saturn returns. Right. So, so how many 56 year old dudes fuck their secretary, buy a sports car and dissolve their business. Right midlife crisis mm. that's when their soul's trying to come through the second time or you can be yeah. general sanders and create the next <laughs> kentucky fried chicken <laughs> before, be, exactly. before you go to answer the experience question like i i'm wow. with you i'm with you on this because we've been in experiences in our life that like allow us to probably be very open about this mm -hmm. but i can see how maybe some people are gonna i call them bullshit on this and they're like you know sure. this is a whole sure. uh juju you know thing right 
So yeah, yeah. Um, you you seem to have your message very like you, you believe in your thing, right? And you're like 100%, this is what it is. Like I've gone through it. Like I believe it, right? 100%. It's like us with publishing, with like building the thing that we do, right? What do you say to those people? Maybe to that are like, hey, you know, uh, that's all cool and stuff, but like, what doesn't resonate? Do you have a message? Yeah, sure. For them. Well, I mean, it's it's like any and all things, right? It's like people, like, um, you read a book. You know, you and I could read the same book and take completely different lessons from it. Mm. It doesn't make the book less important mm -hmm. to either one of us. It's just we view the world through our own individual lens from our experiences. Yeah. Now, it it. And if you didn't have a breakdown at 28, maybe that means you're actually in alignment with everything that is supposed to happen for you and your own individual journey as a human. Yeah. So it's like, well, I didn't have a breakdown at 28. Well, <laughs> maybe you didn't need to have one. You know, mm. maybe you're in alignment with everything. So your world didn't blow up like other people's. Mine, mine blew the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, mine blew, like mine, I, my star supernovaed into a black hole and I had nowhere to go and I was only one path left to me and that was to surrender. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's awesome. what I would say. It's like you and I could read the same book and take completely different lessons yeah. from it. And that's my lesson from my book is this. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and like yeah. yours, there's going to be so many people that align with that. Right. Like, and, uh, and, and I thank you for that answer because, you know, so many times, you know, when we talk on publishing, and this is like with the people that we help in, in, in our community, with the people that mm. are in the service, right. They're, they're out there putting their message out there. Right. And, and yeah. sometimes that can be very difficult. Right. And, and they're going to be people that are going to call bullshit on whatever you're saying. Right. With Absolutely. us, it happens all the time. <laughs> so it's like, I Absolutely. think that's a very important lesson to be very aware of that and be okay that that's going to happen. Right. And it's like, okay, well maybe this, this is not for you maybe this is for the next person that comes down the line yeah i had i had us at a girl's house last night or girlfriend's house like another sexuality facilitator we're talking about doing some some work together there's three women they're talking about astrology flat out i hate astrology even though i just said when, <laughs> yeah, when you're yeah. 28 saturn returns like i know a lot about it i know about the development of the soul but astrologically like talking about i'm a libra and my aquarius is in the north node in the 12th house of fucking sagittarius i don't I, that, that just it doesn't interest me at all yeah even though a lot of what I know and talk about has that flavor into it. So, mm, you know, mm. we take what we like, we leave the rest. That's the way life is. Absolutely. Um, okay. But so so can, some can, of the practices. Yeah. Can we go back the to the experience? I'm very curious. Like you sure. can be, you can say like the top two. All right. Um, so, well, that's really hard. I, so I just wrote a list out of 150 practices that I do, what? that I can do and have done in my life in order to <clears throat> regulate certain aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about the top um, two. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the two craziest, the two craziest uh, okay. most out there fucking <laughs> things that I've ever done. Um, so one of them was, I, I remember I was sitting on my knees uh, and I, I had a moment and I sat there. I was like, Tyron, what the fuck are you doing? I looked around the room. So all the women, yeah, female bodied humans in the, in the, place were standing up blindfolded standing in a circle and there was a, a cup in the middle and <laughs> this is so fucking weird um <laughs> and all the men were uh servicing the women at, like masturbating their imaginary or or uh, uh energetic penis um you know so making the women um arou aroused that like you know jerking off this imaginary penis basically um so that they could seed right which is to ejaculate because that's what we do as men yeah their soul's purpose right so this is like a fuck this and you gotta remember this is taken out of context there's no framework yeah, you guys understand <laughs> yeah this it's is like all... a weird out there practice that we used to do um because uh, a man's ejaculate is the most is the most potent um thing that he has right like you, you lewis you've got kids like with that that's how you create human life like it's fucking magic yes 
Now, when we waste that, when we just use it for no reason or we watch porn or we whatever, it's, it's wasted life force, it's wasted energy. And so the intention behind it is like to come with purpose, to come with intention. If you're not creating human life with it, what are you creating? What are you, what are you, you know, seeding the world with? And we call it seed, like it's called, mm-hmm. it's literally called seed. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously women don't have um, a real penis uh, or you know, and so we would we, part of the intention and the practice was to, you know, they step into their masculine energy, they cultivate their erection, and then you know we they they energetically seed their soul purpose into the into the world. So that was like a really weird out there practice. <laughs> I'll tell you a, I'll I'll tell you a little bit more of a practical one that we that you know that we do, um, and that was to like break down our identity, like, mm-hmm. and this is how to meet people on a. It's called transpersonal, which you could say soul level instead of a personal level, right? Like I meet you, I look at your face, we shake hands. Energetically, I'm like, I'm summoning you up. I'm right, all right, he's about this tall, he's that size, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like we we compare ourselves mm. to each to other people when we see them with our eyes. So one of the practices we would do is we would blindfold everyone in the room. Um, everyone would walk around, bump into each other, whatever, and then we'd get down on the floor and then you'd just go exploring. And you'd be like, cool, now I don't know where anyone is. I don't know where anyone, like what they look like. And so when you're, when you come to contact with someone, it's, uh, you don't know who they are. And so all of a sudden you're dealing with this person's energy body instead of their physical body. I mean, you're touching their physical body, but you're getting a sense of like, you know, are they aggressive? Are they receptive? Are they open? Are they forward? Are they back? Like, you know, how do they respond to you and your, your touch, your energy? Like, do they want to come closer? Do they want to move away? And, what this does, and I tell, I get a lot of couples to do this in relationships. You know, they go, oh, we've got no intimacy. We don't have sex anymore. I'm like, cool, blindfold each other. And then like, like connect for 15 minutes, put a timer on for 15 minutes, sit in the lounge room floor and, and start to play. Because the moment we close our eyes, our focus has to go internal mm-hmm. and we become hypersensitive of our environment. When you're in a room of 40 people doing this, all of a sudden the energy is like, you know, you become hyper aware of everything. Now we've done this fully dressed, we've done this naked, we've done this with sexual energy, we've done this without sexual energy, I've done this practice so many times in so many different ways, um, you know, and you notice what happens to yourself. It's like when sexual energy is present, do you, do you go, no, I don't want this, I don't know who this is, I don't, you know, yeah. or do you go, no, I can, I trust myself, I surrender, you know, how do you respond? And it, and it freaks you out, it breaks down your perception of reality and your mm. identity and who, how you show up and how you engage with wow. people in it. Um, yeah, so like they're two practices out wow. of that's hundreds. That's right. so amazing. Dude, yeah, just, just but, gonna throw this out there. You should do, <laughs> and you might already be doing this, but you should do a series where you just break down these experiences individually, right? Like mm. each day, you just break down a whole experience, you know, adding context to it too, so people don't think like, cool. what the heck is going on in here, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's it's great, honestly. You know, like that second one, I'm in very intrigued. I'm like, I would love to do that. I would love to be in this room blindfolded and just like feel people's energy and, and see what happens. Yeah. I think it would be extremely yeah. interesting to see how you react to it. Yeah. Right. I, um, yeah. I, I watched a video the other day about this restaurant that is pitch black and you come in and you can't see anything. And, uh, and it, you have this whole experience of eating your meal with the, like pitch black. So, 
and mm. and people really enjoy that because they experience food in a very different way right so in a way yeah. like this is very similar with the energy and we do believe mm. i do believe in energy i'm not going to speak for Fonsi, i, think. I do yeah. believe in energy okay um mm. but but again like again going back to those experiences right like that we can we can manage that energy we can manage that intention and you know even on the the first experience that you described like which is insane and crazy and uh, you know uh, <laughs> now i'm very curious i'm like where do you go like i'm gonna, gonna try to convince katie and be like let's try something like this because at the end of the day <laughs> it's something different but here's the thing right like you like the the metaphor to it right whatever like the situation is or like the the things that you're doing in there it's you're creating like the, this prime experience to 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 set an intention at the end of the day right like and uh mm -hmm. it's like what is the intention is 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 how are you tackling life how are you tackling these things right so then how do we let's say that's probably like in the level of extreme from like <laughs> zero to ten that's like 12 right so let's say for a day-to-day -day, right like how do we how can we set the intention for our day-to-day -day in business or how do we set the intentions in day to day uh when we're about to produce an episode of a podcast right for a lot of people we should do a blindfolded podcast one day <laughs> see what happens but but to, to i mean to be honest i mean that that's that's a challenge for a lot of people right in our world like we just had a i just had a call on friday with this lady that she's in the in the cbd world right and she's super excited and she's talked about talking about cbd for the longest time and educate and she has a really successful mm -hmm. business but there's a fear mm. there that kind of like holds her back, right? So in a sense, yeah. we had a 20 minute conversation. She won one of the one of the things in the giveaway, and we're like, we need to start mm. you on the podcast so we can pay for it, right? And it, and and mm. she's like, oh my gosh! And it became really real, real, real. Whoa, wow, 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 <laughs> real, my, my, real, really real. We got it, <laughs> and uh, for her, and but at the same time, it created a ton of friction. Mm. So we're like, okay, what's the intention? Is the intention to serve people? Mm. Is the intention to like help them be educated in this new world, right? Is the intention what is it? And and then in a sense, what you described, I think is a great story for people to remember to set their the intention, right? So mm. and uh, if they want to go experiment and do that thing, awesome, great, go go try it out. So yeah, uh, well, like uh, I I do believe like I was just gonna say like even in that for example, because we are so extra, like you know we're once you open your eyes we have data coming in and it's yeah you, you would know all the marketing research as well like you know like how long someone's attention stays on a thing blah 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 and it's like you know yeah. there i did an nlp training it's like 28 million bits of data or something crazy like that coming yeah. in every five seconds or something ridiculous right so much so the moment you close your eyes all that all that changes and so for this woman even it's just like oh i'm freaking out i'm freaking out and it's just like you know for me, anxiety is emotion moving through the body that you that you're not processing. So the moment you close your eyes and go inwards, you can actually identify where it is, what it feels like, and what what it's trying to tell you. And then you can deal with it straight away. So like, you know, they say close your eyes, take some deep breaths. That's that's the intention behind close your eyes and take some breaths. It's like, mm -hmm. stop, stop allowing all the data to come in through the visual, close your eyes, take some very long deep breaths and focus on exactly where you're feeling the anxiousness what you're feeling and then like where is it in the body what does it feel like what's the texture what's the shape what's the color and then the breath is what allows you to move it you know and, and so like closing the eyes is a massive thing for anyone to do if they're dealing with anything close your eyes take some breaths but don't just like try to let it go 
actually go inward and try and find out where it is and what it's trying to tell you. Like mm. that for me is the secret mm. to moving forward in life and understanding yourself better because the next time it arises, you know what it is, you know where it is and you know how to deal with it. So it doesn't have yeah. the same effect on you next time. Mm. That's very interesting, man. That, that resonates a lot. You know, you said previously, we talked about that dissonance between knowing what to do and then not doing it, right? Or, or mm. taking action mm. towards it. And I feel like, in certain aspects, like I'm very aware of these things, but that's one of the challenges I've been experiencing lately. Like I said, I'm 29 right now. You know, the Saturn just, uh, it's in the right spot right there hitting we need perfectly. Saturn. We need yeah. Saturn to move faster. Ba backhand slapping me uh, <laughs> for context too. I just pretty much uh, ended, moved away from a four-year relationship Not pretty too. much, you did. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I did move away from, from a four-year relationship, right? So you can imagine all the pieces that are in there. And there's some yeah. days or nights that I'm like, I feel, I don't know if, it, if it's anxious or overwhelmed with like everything, you know, business, uh, this scenario, right, in my life. And I know that I need to like sit still and do stuff uh, and not do stuff, like sit still and like just look inside. But instead, I like overwhelm myself self more with like more stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Let me like turn on the TV here. Let me go on the phone. Let me scroll here for hours. Right. Like, and even though I know I need to sit down and just like practice stillness, how, you know, or mutual friend George says, I don't do it. So I'm curious, like what causes that in there? Like what might yeah. be, you know stopping me from taking that action and just like it is stopping me i'm sure it is stopping a lot of people that are listening to this Absolutely. that are like fuck i want to yeah. take action but it is you know overwhelming so emotion drives action right emotion is energy in motion e motion energy motion and so the moment uh emotion drives positive action it also drives procrastination and negative let's say negative you know, or, or in like um unintentional action so when and this is the joy of like you know eventually you've got to hit the point of no return which is go okay i've i've run this unhealthy pattern ten thousand times i've scrolled my phone i've jerked off to porn i've uh rang my ex misses i've you know like whatever whatever the thing is you've done to avoid the emotion that you're feeling And, you know, like Tony Robbins does cool shit. You know, he's like, change your stature, change your thing, you know? And it's like, yeah, like all that shit works. All that shit works. But he's also very much like, it's very up and it's not very down. You know, he, he doesn't go through the feelings. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying for me, this, my, my pattern, my, the way that I deal with stuff is to go through the emotion. So eventually you're going to have to hit a point where you go, okay, I'm just going to, I'm five minutes i'm going to give myself five minutes I, after five minutes i can go back to scroll on my phone i can go back to whatever but it's like you've mm -hmm. got to give yourself something and the biggest like where a lot of people fail trying to create new habits they go right one hour i'm gonna do it for an hour every day it's like no you're not because you're not doing it for two minutes yet just do it for fucking two minutes a day and then once you've done it for two minutes every day for a week then then move to four minutes and once you've done it for four minutes every week every day for a week then move it to 10 minutes you know like so that's the biggest thing like don't expect you don't expect to fix the problem in one session uh, it's the same as trying to make money right the same thing as entrepreneur it's like you can't expect to launch one program and make a fucking million dollars in your first month and then be like all right well, okay now i'm sweet it's like yeah. it's like all right i'm gonna 
trial my audience. So put it, put a, put a timer in your calendar on, on your, like, you know, you use your phone for your thing, 8 PM, you know, that you've had dinner, you know, that there's nothing else going on, go five minutes at 8 PM. And for me, the biggest thing I do is self-pleasure, right? Because we already do it. Like all men masturbate in one way, shape or form. Right. And if you don't masturbate, you're a liar right? <laughs> and women, women are pretty much the same. But it's the way we masturbate and the way we self-pleasure is, is usually an override of our emotion. I'm feeling anxious. I jerk off. I ejaculate. I relax. Right? Mm. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm pro-ejaculation. But if that's, the, if that's our coping mechanism, same as drinking, oh, I've had a rough day. I'll have five beers and I relax. It's a really unhealthy long-term pattern to bring in. Yeah. So for five minutes, set your timer and literally just go, okay, I'm going to self-pleasure, but I'm going to use sound, breath, and movement. Because sound, breath, and movement move energy. And if emotion is energy in motion, then we're trying to move that energy through the body. And you don't have to identify it straight away. It's like, I'm just going to commit to the practice. Like It's like, I'm going to commit to posting on social media every day and then see what happens in a year. If you can commit to 10 minutes a day, every day, self-pleasuring, maybe not touching your cock or not ejaculating or not using, like, you know, not doing it the same way you've done it, sound breath and movement take deep breaths move the body make small sounds you do that every day for a month for 10 minutes all of a sudden you have a better understanding and a better connection to your body and what you're feeling and so the anxiousness and and you and you'll create a pattern right if you do it for five minutes every day for a month and then you can increase it and then you can, i do it yeah. for 20 minutes a day twice a day morning and night you know it's what i do to wake up and connect with myself it's also what i do before sleep to like connect with myself disconnect from the world get myself ready. You know, it's, it doesn't always have to be this hypersexual. I'm aroused like self pleasure. It's not masturbation. It's not about jerking off. It's about pleasuring yourself and connecting to your body. Yeah. And then when you start to make that a priority, all of a sudden, everything else in your life tends to kind of drop in because you're actually really deeply connected to who you are, what you like and, and the movement of energy through your body. Yeah. So that's the practice I would recommend to any and all. And it's the first practice I recommend to everyone. Yeah. yeah, that's it, pretty good. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try the five minutes. Just try that. I'll let you know. I'll hit you up on Instagram. I'll be like, bro, this was epic. The, I'm, re yeah. I'm renewed. You'll be like, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? And you're gonna be like, send me the link. Six minutes. <laughs> six minutes. Yeah. Um, the, I think this is so powerful, right? Because like, yeah. uh, it, it goes back to people trying to do their morning routines and then you have like this morning routine that's like 70 steps, right? And then you, you don't do it the first day and then you don't do it ever again. And, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, I personally have been working through some of that also, right? Like what is, like, mm -hmm. what is my morning routine? What is it? And, uh, lately I've been struggling with working out like my physical health. It's like one of the mm -hmm. things that I'm actively starting to change. And he's in, and he's yeah. out. And we talked about this in not, not the physical health, but on the business too. Remember uh, a couple months ago, uh, a few months ago, we were actually st struggling. Like we were like in, in this cycle and we we're trying to get yeah. out of that negative cycle. And we were yeah. talking with one of our mentors and he's like, well, you guys have these goals. And then for some reason, if you don't hit those goals, like that are, that are pretty significant, right? everything else falls apart. So why don't we like redefine these goals and be like, it doesn't have to be like 100% of the goal. Can we hit 10% of that goal, right? And then immediately, mm. as soon as we started executing against that 10%, then it added another 10% and it added another 10%. Sometimes yeah. we see these like massive things that we have to do. And it's like, okay, can we chip mm. away, right? Can we remove the friction and execute? And we go back in, in our journey and with publishing was the same way, right? 
to, we talk mm. about the podcast a year early before content is profit. We couldn't do it because it was such a big feat. We wanted the two cameras. We wanted the, 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 the whole shebang, the full editing, the jump cuts, the no ums, like no nothing. And we couldn't do it for like a full year. So I can even imagine mm. what people are going through, you know, in the in their business, in the day to day, in their personal lives, in their publishing. So the, the framework in general, I think that's super valuable, right? Those those five minutes a day, like put, put your clock. Like, can you produce, like if we bring it to the content, side of things can you produce a, a, a can you produce a five minute live right and this mm. is where for example the cbd lady that's what she did she went live for mm. two days right and she's like okay i am publishing i'm moving i'm in momentum i'm mm. i need to continue mm. to do this right and then same thing mm. spot those opportunities in your day-to-day and and start executing against that yeah so good Tyrant, yeah. I, I have a question that i've i know they want us to disagree but i cannot disagree with this this is so good i know that the producer we we had a producer <laughs> he, he was a review on stuff and he's like you guys need to oppose two more to a lot of point of views and we're like but they're awesome like we love them uh so you know what we're disagreeing with the producer come at me bro no i'm kidding awesome. uh <laughs> Tyrant, I, I have a question that i've had um, pretty much since you shared your story and you know mm through listening to you today and, you know, mentioning words that are not, that I don't hear as that many times in a conversation, right? Like dick, mm. cock, masturbation, like all these things, right? Like it is not your usual conversations that you're going to have with somebody at the coffee shop, for example, but you could, right? You could, it's because we make it a taboo, right? And mm. I'm just curious on that first live that you did, that you were going to talk mm. about these things, Right. You, you did say, obviously, that you were nervous. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that I was nerve wracking. But what was the reaction of people around you, like the closest people to you? I don't know if you if you are or still are close with your parents or you have very close friends, you know, because I feel a lot of people are stopped in the tracks on producing content and sharing their message. And their message is not even as taboo as yours. Right. <laughs> And, and, and they're afraid because they're like, dude, what are, what are they going to say? What are people next to me going to say? Right. I don't have a marketing yeah. degree. What are my dad? I don't know. Have an engineering degree going to say about this. Right. And, and that just holds people, other people's opinions yeah. with shooting. Yeah. We, we all know shooting concern you at all. Right. Like just do you, but yeah. I'm curious, like, what did you, what did you feel in that moment? And what was the reaction around the people closest to you? And, how do you deal with those reactions? Be, be, before you go, like, can, can I paint the picture of like a conversation I literally had this morning with somebody like, that's working with us? Right? No, you cannot. I'm disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to become the new thing. Um, wonderful entrepreneur, has been in the brick and mortar business for like 20 plus years, multi-million dollar business. Like she knows what she's, what she's doing. And uh, mm. she's been trying for like a, a few months, at least a year, I feel like to start their, their own platform, their own thing. And that was one of the biggest blocks. It was like, should I should I talk about this in my personal account? And again, no judging, all love, because we've been there, everybody has been there, right? But at the same time, it's like, what are my parents gonna think? What is this person gonna think? And it's talking about the topic that she's been executing for so many years and built this amazing mm-hmm. empire around and have provided so many opportunities mm-hmm. for her staff, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and like her, many others, like her, us, when we first started talking about this, it was nerve wracking. So I second Fonzie's question, I, had it right. I actually wrote it here. I'm like, we need to talk about this. Yeah. 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 So for me, um, 
I'll, 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 there's, there's two parts, there's two answers to this, right? So one is, um, how do the people closest to me to respond? Some of them were shocked and awed because they had no fucking idea that this was a problem for me in my life, you know? Like I was 27, I was working out in the mines, I was jerking off four times a day to porn. And then I just, for one time, I was like, what, what, would, what would happen if I didn't use porn, you know? And I tried to masturbate without it and I couldn't get an erection at 27 years old. And that's when I was like, this is a fucking issue. I'm, I'm 27 years old. Like this, this, is, this is not normal. Unfortunately, it is normal, but it's not natural. Like it's not natural to yeah. be 27 and not be able to get an erection yeah. without visual stimulation. And so, you know, that was, that was a moment before that, that I then had went on that journey to seek answers. Um, that was a big moment of like, okay, time you're heading down a fucking bad path at 27. If this is an issue now. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, eventually I got to a place where I just bit the bullet and did the live. It was a couple of years later, once I'd done the trainings and the teachings and the self-discovery and the whatever. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were shocked and, and awed at, at one, how well I articulated the problem and how in depth the, the video was, because it wasn't just like. I have a porn problem and um, I can't get erections. It was yeah. like, no, no, I'd gone and done the research and I'd gone and done the practices and I'd overcome the problem. So one, it was way easier because I'd gone through the problem and I'd resolved it, right? And that's mm. like, for anyone that has any fear around that stuff, obviously it's like, if you know you have the answer to the problem or you know that you have at least a really powerful perspective of the problem and how a, a way to overcome it is, then you're going to help someone. And it doesn't matter that, you know, it doesn't matter from then on. Okay. If you know you can help someone, I think it's your responsibility as a human on the planet to then send that message or to share that message, whatever that is, you know, that's my, that's the way I view it now. Um, but on the other side, like, you know, me and my dad, for example, he's a English soccer hooligan that grew up in Australia, you know, very, very, you know, <laughs> likes to drink, likes to fight, doesn't really talk about emotions too much. Um, and he found it really hard when I started talking about sexuality and masculinity and um, emotions. And, you know, I've done some super controversial posts. Like I spoke about the hypocrisy of sexuality, how, um, you know, uh, most men would not kiss a woman after she's given him a blowjob. Yet we would love to, like, we love it when a woman kisses us after we go down on her, right? Like, because it's this whole gay thing and blah, 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 and whatever. And so mm -hmm. like, I wrote posts like about that type of stuff. And, it went bananas on the internet because it was, you know, controversial. Yeah, but my dad always... would ring me and be like, I'm, dude, I'm blocking you on social media. Like, you know, because we used to work together in the mines and all the guys out in the mines would read it. And then they'd be like, Tony, what's going on with your son? He's like drinking his own cum and what the fuck and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't have the capacity to read it or, or message me and ask me about it. He just took all this external input from the guys out in the mines when I was, you know, younger and more debaucherous and wild. And so, you know, he was like, look, I love you, but I'm, I'm, I'm deleting your social media. Don't fault, don't tag me, don't nothing like I can't, you know, so I've gone through all that journey. And mm -hmm. also you got to remember that there's a pendulum swing, right? Like most of the time, if we, if we're sitting here in this unhealthy thing for a while, or this contracted, I'm in a box and I'm limited in order to feel powerful, we need to swing all the way to the other side and we get a bit wild and we go crazy and we, you know, we, we pendulum swing all the way to the other side, but eventually we find this like healthy kind of middle way. And that's usually what happens is like, if you're, if, and this is where it's wrapped around identity, right? Like we're, we're on the pendulum swing. We have this attachment to an identity and your family and your friends and your clients and your audience and the people that know you, they have also got an attachment to you 
as an identity, as a thing. So when you do something that doesn't fit their box of your identity, there's going to be friction. But eventually, like what happens is, you know, some will drop off, some will come closer, but eventually you find this kind of middle way where you're not this identity, but you're also not this new identity that they're going to paint you with, right? And that's where discipline and fortitude comes into it. Like, no, no. And, and this for me is where the, the mystery school trainings of like, I am a soul, which is beyond my human form. And I don't fit a box. You can tell me that I'm in a box, but that's, that's your shit, not my shit. And when we start to break free of these limitations of our identity, that's when we can actually step into the fullness of who we are, which is everything and anything. I can be whoever the fuck I want. You know, I can yeah, go yeah. be an multi-million dollar entrepreneur. I can be a fucking skydiver. I can be a rock climber. I can be an astronaut. I can be a fireman. I can be an accountant. I can, I can be a stay-at-home mom or dad. I can be whatever the fuck I want because you're no longer trapped by the identity that you've created for yourself or that other people have created for you. Mm. So... Yeah, I've dealt with all that. My family struggled with it for a while. My mum would ring me and be like, Tyron, your grandmother can read this. And I was like, okay, guess what? It's social media. She can keep scrolling. There's a title. Yeah. If she doesn't like the title, she doesn't have to read it, mum. But I'm not going to limit myself anymore because someone else is afraid of what I have to say. Mm. And luckily, my family, you know, me and my dad have the best relationship we've ever had now. Like, we hang out all the time. And me and mum, she's here right now. She's come up to visit. Um but I had to hold firm in that. You know, I had to be like, look, if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to yeah. reject me because of this thing, okay. But yeah. that's your loss. You know, like I, I'm your son. And if, if that's where it goes, well, that's where it goes. Dude, I, wow. um, I admire you so much, uh, mm -hmm. for obviously everything that you've done. And I think especially for, for like this one, like it hits home in many ways. Mm. Um, mm. You know, for the longest time, our identity was so tied down to to soccer, and to this day, uh, you know, Fonsi's playing more than I do. But he he he, our dad calls him right, and he's like, hey, "How did the game go?" And and uh, still that, and you know, our dad dedicated his life to to us, and in that sense, to help us be professional soccer players because that was the thing. And I remember in 20, 2018, when I came back home from from Spain, playing a year there, like the closest opportunity that I personally had, I tried out with a first division team. Like we were so close, right? Um, and I decided that I didn't want to play anymore. That was it. Like game over. I'm done. I something happened, and I just decided to do that. And that hit home. And like you know, my dad didn't spoke to me for months, and it, it was just really challenging. So like, I. I feel it. Maybe it's not in the publishing side of things, but like that was the identity, right? That's the identity that I, not only I was working towards, but he was working towards. So like, it's, it's really challenging. And again, like today we have one of the best relationships. We spoke, we talk on the phone every, almost every single day. Uh, you know, I need to do a better job of that. A hundred percent. He's like, like every two weeks I call him. He's like, where's, where's Fonzie, dude? And I'm like, I don't know, call him. And yeah. then he, but, but again, like it, maybe you have to tell him that you don't want to play soccer anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do want to play steel soccer. So uh, no, but but you know, I I can only imagine, right? Like it, it is a hard thing to to go through mm -hmm. that, right? And mm -hmm. and you have to be like really sure of the things that you really want, and you have to understand that it's okay to feel that way, and that that's gonna happen, right? But maybe a lot of people are um are blocked by the idea that that's gonna happen, and maybe they're not. Um, George mentioned this, like uh, like a bison, right? The bison is the only animal that mm. goes through the storm because it's the fastest way out, right? And mm. and, and I mm. love that analogy. Uh, but mm. I wanna I wanna reflect on on the on the on the pattern. I noticed uh, like a framework on 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 how you were able to actually publish that live after two years, mm. right? And is mm. you recognize the problem, 
you did your research, mm. you did your homework, you actually executed on it, you came up mm. with your own perspective, and then you mm. share that message. And I, and I love mm -hmm. that framework, right? Because a lot of people, uh, they might jump like right into it. So maybe they don't they don't recognize the right problem, or they don't they, yeah. they don't recognize the problem at all, or they don't do their research, or they don't do the homework of doing doing the thing, right? Um, and then they don't come up with their own perspective. That's usually the one. Like for us, like this show has provided a platform for us to to develop our own thing. And you know, sometimes sometimes questions arise right in the service that we're doing like this comes often like are we doing are we creating the right content are we creating the right thing for our mm. clients are doing mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. you know sometimes we disagree sometimes we agree but i'm like dude i'm sure of what we do is the thing that like it works it works for us it works for mm. everybody and, and i think we have to be sure and, and you you show that in in that in that live in your topic in your thing mm. and, I, and i love it mm. and i hope this is a a, a super awesome example Uh, for a lot of people to grab onto and continue to go execute. Yeah, two two things. Well, three things. <laughs> super random. The first one is super <laughs> random, but like, dude, do you notice this weird tan I got going on in my arm right here? Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Second wow, yeah. um, is, do, uh, have you read The Truth by Neil Strauss by any chance? No? no. Dude, I, your, your, uh, your story in a way reminds me so much of that book. Um, long story short, the guy, the author, Neil Strauss, is kind of like a memoir. He ends a relationship because he's in search of kind of like understanding what he wants to do sexually and in, in a relationship. And he goes and he tries all these things and then mm -hmm. he, he manages to get to a conclusion. And the end of the book is him getting married and all the stuff, but it's, it's a great book with lots of lessons mm -hmm. and your life in a way, what you, wrote it down. Yeah, what you shared today uh kind of like remind me a little bit of that and then the third one is through all this process where you were doing you know researching fighting your inner demons and all these things like how valuable or important was community for you right or, or was there any community at all because i feel like a lot of people try to they're so ashamed of certain things that they try to tackle them by themselves right um yeah. they're like i cannot share any of this until I solved it, right? Until yeah. until it's not as uh, a wound anymore. I can only share it once it's mm. a scar. So how important yeah. was community for you throughout this this whole process? That's that's a massive problem that men face as well. Just just to continue on from that. Like I get um, you know, I've worked with a lot of men and funny enough, it's the the ones the more su successful, the more money, the more achievements that a man has made in his life the more individual he feels, right? Because obviously he is, he has reached certain levels that other people haven't met. And so I find like I've worked with a lot of multimillionaire entrepreneurs, they refuse to do group programs, right? Or, or they like, no, 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 just one-on-one. -on -one. They don't want to do a group program because they don't feel like they can ever be met because they think they are the only ones because they're successful in all these other areas. The fact that they are feel unsuccessful in this other area, whether it's sexuality or relationships or, or even just fulfillment. Um, they, they, mm. when I say refuse, I'm sure if I held firm, I could, you know, I do have this, this vision called men's work for millionaires. And it is literally that it's like a men's group for people doing eight figures plus, And it's, you know, a unique group and we only whatever. Um, so that's, that's coming up, but yeah, like it's the more successful men get, the more individual they feel and the less likely they are to try to find the groups of other men um, to, to deal with this type of stuff, like, like alternative or, or, or shameful things that 
break their identity. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, the, the, the man that, um, and all men internalize and all men want to be their lone wolf and don't feel like opening up. But I have found that, um, yeah, the more successful ones hold on to the individual thing a lot more than, than I don't want to say less successful, but like your typical yeah. man who's yeah. a dad and a father and a, and a husband and a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, that being said, I did the same thing, right? Like when I realized that sexuality was an issue and I was, you know, there was, there was problems there. I refused to talk to anyone about it. And I went celibate for a while and I read a bunch of tantric books and I talked about all my emotional problems, but I wouldn't talk about my sexual problems. Um, I talked about being insecure as a man and having feelings and not expressing them, but I didn't talk about, I watch porn four times a day and can't get an erection without a woman or, or pornography or whatever. And it wasn't until I, um, went on a sexuality retreat. Like, you know, I, I would talk to it one-on-one -on -one with a few people here and there. And then I got recommended this retreat. Um, and so I went along to that and I came out, out of the other side of that with seven days. And I was like, you know, the fact that there was men and women in this space talking about sex, allowing, like allowing permission for you, if you were attracted to someone, they had a framework of a conversation that you could use to approach them. And, and it was just like a permission field. It's like a week long experiment. Yes. I gave you all these tools and practices to use during the day. And then at nighttime, they'd open up the space and go, cool, go and practice what you've learned. And, you know, trust that they will say no, if there are no, and they will say yes, if there are yes. And so, you know, it was this place to practice everything that you'd learned about relationships, communication, energy, sexuality, blah, blah, blah. And I came out of that week, like, like the, the most empowered I'd ever been at, you know, it was, mm. it was two and a half grand and I got to day three and I was like, fuck, I want to pay 10 grand for this. You know, it's like the training that we should have had when we were 14 and, and it's not, <laughs> it's not just about sex. Yeah. It's yeah. Not about, yeah. About learning That's how to cool. communicate yeah. and interact and engage and trust and, um, mm. uh, but it's inclusive of sexuality. And so after that, I then, and I come back to my normal life or my normal life and realizing no one else in my normal life had any of this stuff. I then felt more alone than I did before. So that's when I started to chase more community experiences. Got so it. that's when I did more of those retreats. I ended up finding lots of people who have done those types of trainings. And, you know, we lived in our own little community. And then I went to the mystery school. And so then I kind of negated my old community for a little while and, and then went and lived in these new communities for a couple of years and traveled the world and did more retreats and seminars and workshops and yeah. living experiences. You know, I went polyamorous for a little while and we lived on the land and, you know, I, I went all in. And then also what I realized was like, oh, this community is no different than my other community. They just have their, they just have different beliefs and different values in different areas. They've actually got the same trauma or they've got their own trauma in different areas. Mm. And so what I started to realize is that every, every community doesn't matter where you're in, that they're not going to be, it's not going to be perfect. You know, yeah. it's never going to be perfect. Same as your relationship with your partner. It's never going to be perfect, but it's how you show up every day in those yeah. places and so but my, my evolution evolved so much quicker when I started to surround myself around other people that were journeying the same thing because we could then mm. support. And so, you know, now I do business masterminds and I, you know, and I pay for group mentorships because I know being in a group of a hundred people, all dedicated to business, all dedicated to marketing, all dedicated to whatever. If I've got a question, I no longer have any fear that I'm the only one in the world that has that question. I've done it enough times to know that everyone has a version of the same question and me asking that, excuse me, I'm a slow learner, explain that so that I can make sense. And 15 people private message me in the zoom chat. So thank you so much. I didn't fucking get it either. You know, it's like, cool. Yeah. So like having the courage to ask the question, yeah. you know, community, 
it rapidly increases your evolution in every area of your life. But you may need multiple communities because you know the community should be focused on something. So whether it's relationships, sexuality, they can be linked, whether it's business, whether it's um, uh, breath work, whether it's whatever, you know, like you can find communities that support your individual desires, whether it's rock climbing, you know, like I want to, I want to get better rock climbing, go join a fucking rock climbing gym. Cause guess what? <laughs> Everyone there is going to support that process, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, community, community, massive point, but I had to overcome my insecurity yeah. around, um, around, around, you know, showing up and being so awesome. Absolutely. So Man. awesome. Yeah, that, that is that's so important. I mean, we, we've noticed that definitely on this on the business side, right? Like for us, everything took off after we went to one of our first events. We invested into a mastermind. That is literally when everything took off for us uh, when, you know, trying to build a, a business. But I remember, do you remember the comment you told me after Steve Mastermind one of those days with so many people? It was like probably like the one of the most intimate groups yep. at, the, at the time that, that we experienced and do you remember what you told me walking uh, out of the room? Not sure. So oh, yeah. Yeah. The church. The, yeah, the he, church he, comment. He walks out. He's like, man, this is our church. This is our religion. Because <laughs> we like everybody was having the, the same problem. Like nobody would judge you for the questions that you were asking. Right. Like I, I and I truly felt like that, that was one of the first places that we could be truly ourselves and just dive mm -hmm. in. And it's yeah. so important that what you just described, it's it's so important yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah community. Dude, uh, yeah. Tyron, you're going to have to share the 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 sexual, uh, I forgot, the community, that first one, the 2,500 bucks that, that, that you want. Fonzie's <laughs> like, be like, Fonzie's like, I'm ready. <laughs> hey. sure. sure, I can. It's, I'm it's telling you. ISTA, the oh, International sorry. School of Temple Arts, I-S-T-A, International I -S -T -A. School of Temple Arts. They run they run seven day retreats all over the world. There's a bunch in America. They're they're pretty good facilitators over there. Um, we have them in Australia. They're in Europe, Thailand. Dude, yeah, that's a, yeah. They they, I, they run in South America and they don't. They I think they've run one in Egypt in Africa, but yeah, it's awesome. pretty hard over in Africa. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're all around the world. So anyone wow. listening, I highly recommend the level one. The level two and level three, they're a little bit more full on. And I, you know, I only do that if you're ready. But that's what, that's what highly, we, highly that's what we did. The, the, the two crazy experiences that you shared. Uh, no, no, that's the, that's the mystery school, which that's is a, a whole different experience. Yeah, yourself. dude, that, that is so, so interesting. And th thank you for sharing, man. I got, I think painting the value of community and how to go at it with other like-minded people with, you know, you're not alone at the end of the day. Right. But I think we decide because of maybe shame uh to go at it alone sometimes and that just makes it so much more difficult um, i just looked at the clock and i just realized that we're 28 minutes past <laughs> the thing and i'm like what where's the time going this has been so good yeah this has been extremely um, amazing this has been probably like the most like outlier conversation that we've had in many ways but it's so awesome i love it, dude. Uh, it there's, a, yeah. there's a lot of lessons right we talked about community we talked about removing the friction mm -hmm. we talked about you know what is the framework to to go do and share your message right obviously things that are that we apply in the day-to-day -day in business mm -hmm. as well as your personal life with what you do on dude thank you like mm -hmm. I, i i really feel inspired by this conversation no wonder why george was like you guys have to talk to him yeah yeah uh, <laughs> he, he, he always sends awesome people our way yeah so yeah. uh we have two last questions to wrap up the show one is sure. you know if we if for for those that are experiencing uh that friction right whether that's in business in their mm -hmm. personal life in, in content what's like an action point that they can do today to to prime that to con to 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 get momentum back 
um so that well for me it's all about identity right like i said yeah. so it's like if you're if you're in unable to take action it's because you have an identity block you're trapped in this belief that you cannot or will not or whatever there's a limitation so i like to jump forward say a year or two years and go who do i want to be in a year who do i want to be in two years and like the moment i do that and i project myself forward and the image that i want to present to the world or the image i want to present to myself or my family i can usually take a pretty quick action step awesome uh, i love that one yeah I, I actually i'm gonna compliment that one with what you shared previously with um which was giving yourself those five minutes right to go in yep. Um, I think yeah. that was extremely valuable too. So I think pairing those two will be pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. You know, for those thinking on publishing, right? Like if you're thinking about, I want to start this podcast or a YouTube channel or like be the face of my company, right? Like think about those two years ahead, right? Like, and then mm. what you're feeling right now is yeah. if that's strong enough, right? That's going to become irrelevant. Then we can start working towards that action. Yeah. So uh, there, there's yeah. this, do you know who Jordan Peterson is by any chance? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I've, I mean, I I really enjoy his content. I haven't read his books. I do want to I do want to read them, but um, I have a really good friend that he did a program that he has that is called Future Authoring, and it pretty much mm -hmm. is envision your life, you know, in the future, and how it would be if you do what you need to do, and if you don't do what you know you need to do, right? Like the negative side of things, and like mm -hmm. that contrast mm -hmm. kind of like moves you forward and i think that's pretty powerful and i've been thinking about doing that in a way and i think it aligns with you know just what we're yeah. talking about like what who do you want yeah. to be what are those actions and then envision too where are you gonna be if you don't do these things right i've got a giant a2 post-it note just over the other side of this computer with my 10-year identity like who i want to be at 45 mm. you know and the five the five categories of the identity that i want to create by then and all the and then all the characteristics of of like what that means so oh, yeah, that's powerful so good do, do you run a workshop on that do you teach people that uh i run in, in my embodied entrepreneur 12-month mentorship we, we we go through that there's a there's a whole module on identity and passion and that is like knowing who the fuck you are so we break down the body the mind and the soul so look, so many people live in the body and the mind which is the ego and the personality which is great you need to develop that but the reason a lot of people are unfulfilled is because they're not connected to their soul and the soul's not merged with the personality so we do a lot of stuff on merging yeah. that mm. um because that's what creates like that deep sense of fulfillment when you're on your your mission yeah um, yeah Makes sense. is there the recipe for a superhero man like you got it like this is it <laughs> like this is it yeah i was gonna say everything sounds way more powerful when you add fuck to it it's like you know like if you were to say like so you know who who you are like yeah it's it, it's okay but it's like who the fuck you are it's like oh yeah dude like i'm ready for this yeah. <laughs> turn you yeah. uh you have clearly uh we asked this question at the end you have a very polarizing you know first live obviously with the thing right but mm. um mm. where would you be if you never published or you never like did that one video mm. for example I'd probably be a barefoot hippie wandering the world like you know um i'd still be i'd still be giving love to people and you know shining love into the world but i don't think i'd have as big an impact as i as i do right now it would be more on a um a personal one-on-one -on -one. like you know i would be in a community giving my time and energy to a thing which is beautiful and and but i wouldn't i wouldn't be changing people's lives on the other side of the world that i've never met before just by mm -hmm. doing a video 
That's awesome, man. Awesome. Are, are we going to see you sometime here in the U.S., uh, maybe one of George's events? I hope so. I'm hoping to get there next year. So I potentially will be on a, a TV show called Married at First Sight. Maybe. I don't know yet. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, uh, yeah, if that's on, that that will take up the year. Then hopefully next year we can we can get across to the U.S. and run some events and do some do some retreats. Yeah, keep that us posted awesome, on yeah. the show too. Uh, we'll somehow, you know, watch it. <laughs> if it's an Australian show, we just figure it out. Uh, Stream it. Yeah. Oh man, this was so awesome. Um, Darren, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Join your community, your programs. Where can they go? Great. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Mostly I have a website, tyronmowbray.com, but otherwise Facebook and Instagram, that's where my content gets published. There's constantly content being put up there about relationships, sexuality, masculinity, identity, all that stuff. Um, so yeah, tyron.mowbray on uh, Facebook, uh, sorry, on Instagram and Tyron Mowbray on Facebook. I have a professional page. So, um, Go check that out. Um, yeah, we're gonna. And friend request me, but please send me a message as well because I don't. You, know, you get so many, it's like yeah. We're just gonna leave all yeah. the links yeah. right below. You know, go go inundate his social media with a bunch of messages of love, <laughs> with love and connection. Yeah. Do, uh, I know I'm extending this conversation, but I gotta ask: like, <laughs> what, what do you have a framework for creating content? Like, what is it? Do you sit down once a day, once every few day, or you're like, I'm inspired right now. There's a topic I want to talk about. Let me just put it out there. I'm dancing that dance. I used to just, um, I used to just create it when it was alive and then put it in a bank and then we would just post every three days. But now as, as the business grows and as everything else grows, it's like, I try to create some structure. So right now with the new mentorship starting, um, we'll be promoting the content of the next module every month. So, you know, mm -hmm. the first, the first module is health. So we'll be talking about health for a month, physical health, mental health, emotional health. Then we talk about happiness, your emotional state. How do you, how do you fill your cup? Then we'll be talking about relationships. And, you know, so that's how I'm trying. But I'm also, you know, that's never going to stop me from something's really passionate in my life. Yeah. And I'll go live or I'll make a video then and there. Because that content, hands down, always does way more than anything yeah. else. You know, I've had eight viral videos with over a million views. And they're always just fucking random thoughts that happen straight off the top of my head. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. That's amazing. I fancy. You mm. got to get back on lives. I know. I do. I do. I do. got to get back <laughs> on lives. I need to... I mean, not to downplay or anything, right? But like, I feel like you also have a topic that has a lot of potential to go viral, right? Mm. Uh, has a mm. lot of virality. Oh, yeah. the, the virality index is pretty, pretty high, right there. Yeah. Um, oh, when, when you do when you do a video and the title is "How to Sexually Please Every Woman in the World," it's, <laughs> it's going to get some clicks. Yeah, I've, some yeah, clicks. yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably like a hundred of those are from from this guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Oh, man. oh boy. Dude. Good thing Katie doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I'm good. Tyron, this was absolutely amazing. Uh love the conversation. I'm sure we're gonna meet again another day and hopefully we meet in person here in, in the US sometime. Yeah. Or here in Australia. Or, or in Australia, yeah. I know. We might have to... had so many Australian guests. I, I yeah. know. It's yeah, it's intense. It's it's weird. It's good. It's good weird. weird. It's a good weird. It's a good weird. <laughs> uh, Tara, anything else you want to add before we head out? No, I just I look. You know, I know we touched on it before, but guy, like just guys in general and women, like anyone that's in business, if you don't bring emotions into business, if you don't bring your emotions into the process of building your entrepreneur, you know, business and everything, you're not going to feel com content or happy because guess what? Happiness is an emotion. So if you're constantly negating any emotion in business. Um, you're not going to feel fulfilled, which means you're going to, you're going to destroy 
the future of your life because you're going to destroy everything in your life that does make you happy because you're trying to negate the emotions. So, you know, emotions go through, like they teach you, they're teachers, they're telling you something. So pay attention. Um, And when we're more fulfilled, like the world changes, you know, so, and entrepreneurs are changing the world every day. You know, that's the thing, like they are, they're the leaders. So be a good leader. That's awesome. Other than that, thanks guys. Absolute fucking pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the time, the effort, the energy. Standing ovation. Standing ovation from the studio. And with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platforms and on social media at BeastBrosco. That is right. And if Tyron here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three friends. And and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye guys.